This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach. As always, I'm joined by Christian Garcia. Buenos. Buenos noches. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. Thank you guys for stopping by and giving us a listen, giving us a watch. We do appreciate that. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on, whether that's a follow on the Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or a subscribe on YouTube. We do appreciate that. If you want to help support us, the show even more, check out patreon.com slash nerds with friends. You can help support the show monetarily for a few dollars a month. Yeah, we might have to get another roadcaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're having some uh, issues with the old roadcaster pro, which kind of sucks. Um, but, you know, that's what the Patreon helps out with is buying new equipment. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about an you know, a hobby that I've just introduced myself to and Christian's starting to get back into, um, Magic the Gathering. Um, so we'll be talking about that after the break and kind of, you know, if you were interested in taking a leap into Magic and uh, kind of seeing how that works, what you would need to, um, you know, get in, get for yourself. Uh, so we'll be talking about that later. Before we do that, let's do some nerdy confessions where we confess the things that make us nerds. Christian, why don't you start us off? Actually, it, it has to do with Magic the Gathering. My nerdy confessions, I know I'm about to spend a lot of money on these, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know I'm going to because um, now they have Dungeons and Dragons ones, and um, I would have spent even more money at the... Shout out to Heretic Games. That's where we went to go get them here in San Bruno. Um, and I would have gotten a commander pack, but they just didn't have them for these. They had them for your other sets, which looked cool. I don't remember the names. I just didn't want to yeah. spend the dollars on those. And I felt bad. I, was, <laughs> I even I was, I was even asking the guy, like, when are you going to get more? Because I'll definitely come back because I want to support the shop. Um, he just didn't know. So I'm probably going to get it on Amazon, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, which does bring us to a point. If, if you have the option, of course, support your local game store. That's always really helpful. Um, you know, there's not that many of them around anymore. They used to be on every store corner. Now, because of people like Amazon, eBay, what have you, um, they're definitely not as popular. So um, if you ever have the chance, the option to, try to support your friendly local game store. Um, I'm really excited about opening these. Yeah, we will be opening We will be opening packs on the YouTube. So um, good. if you're a podcast listener, audio listener, this might be a good episode to uh, check out us on YouTube. Just search Nerds with Friends. Easy enough to find. But we'll be cracking some packs, as they say in the biz. Um, that's exciting. Um, my Nerdy Confession, we'll do a quick little uh, quick little movie review here in the middle. Is I just watched um, Werewolf by Night, the new Marvel um, special presentation on Disney+. 
And uh, I actually really liked it. Did you no, like? it was it was cool. Yeah, I was a little iffy about it starting off in black and white, and then I was like, oh, I get it. There's blood. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that's how Disney Plus is trying to go around it so they <laughs> they could still like, right still be like, oh, it's not super bloody. It's mostly just chocolate syrup. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It the th- the thing that's kind of interesting about the show to me is that like. It, it's like I don't know who the audience is. If you know, if you're a, a Marvel fan, Werewolf by Night is an obscure book that doesn't really lead it. You know, the Avengers aren't showing up. They do mention them briefly in the in the intro to it, but it's not it's not a superhero show or movie. Um, I guess it's kind of a movie, even though it's about an hour long. Oh, it's not a show. It's not continuing. I don't think so. I think it's just a one. Thing. I was like ready for the next episode to drop oh. today or tomorrow. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I because it said special presentation. I thought it was just a one and done. I could be wrong. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll correct ourselves next. That's how week. little we know about this show. Honestly, like I kept seeing it pop yeah. up on Twitter and other places, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this to come out. And then I was like, oh, it came out two days ago. I'm behind on this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I feel like they haven't done a a very good job, like you know, advertising it. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of an experiment to see if there's people out there seeking that kind of stuff out. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, see what happens with, um, with that. Um, but, uh, it, it was cool. It was all in black and white. So it definitely had that like classic horror movie type of feel to it. Uh, a lot of cheese to the, the different characters and stuff in it. Um, so if you're, if you're a fan of like classic monster movies and stuff, I think this will be a, a good movie to you. Um, also, uh, I guess a slight spoiler, um, Man-Thing was in it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So um, one of the more obscure characters in the Marvel Universe. Um, Ted, Ted the Man-Thing. Uh, it was pretty fun. But I enjoyed it. I, I think you guys should check it out. It's worth an hour watch. Hey, maybe I'm wrong and it's a series and that'd be awesome. Um, I don't think it is. I think it's just a one-off thing. But... I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I hope there's more of it. I really hope so because they did a good job of like, like, using these classic, like shots and scenes from the classic horror movies and marrying it with Marvel. Yeah. And I don't, at least I don't remember it trying to be too jokey, jokey. It mostly was trying to stick to the horror theme. So, um, I hope I really hope they continue it. Yeah, there. I mean, there were some light moments in it, but it for the most part it was like, uh, monster horror type show movie kind of thing it um there was some fun things like with ted ted the man thing and stuff but besides that i mean it it was violent you know it it definitely had um, blood and stuff even though it wasn't black and white so you couldn't really see it but people definitely got their ears bitten off and their arrows shot in their necks and stuff like that so guts torn limbs cut off you know yeah all that good stuff all the classic horror stuff I just feel like this is leading more towards, even though there's a delay now of a year for Blade, but it's definitely leaning more towards, like, they're definitely mm-hmm. hinting at the monsters, they're definitely hinting at, you know, getting closer to the vampires. Like the so. dark, supernatural side yeah. of the Marvel Universe, which is fun. Like, I'm excited for that, to see that play into But yeah, everything universe. on Marvel got pushed, like, a year. Yeah. Like, absolutely everything. It fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But, uh, hey, we still got Black Panther coming out, right? Yeah. So and then who knows? Hopefully that's when. Good. And then I guess Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man, Quantum Mania coming up pretty soon. And then who knows when the rest? Because things got pushed to twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Yep, yep. 
and I mean, I think it's just residual stuff from the pandemic. And then I got to think it's also some of them rethinking certain things due to the kind of abysmal reception that they've been getting to a lot of their more recent stuff. So hopefully, hopefully they're taking a, some time to re, you know regroup and really uh, figure things out. I just maybe they're listening too much to the MCU crowd. Yeah, <laughs> they're adjusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't want those guys to be of influence at all because they're all terrible. I I do think it is good to have an ear to the ground and listen to what the general fan base is saying. The, um. And like, even though even though you and I liked uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a lot of people didn't, you know. And you know, it, even if if we're in the minority, you know, uh, it's then they need to think of something else. You know, they need to, you know, uh, reconsider how they're going about it. Love and Thunder, which like, like I, I can give Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth a lot of leeway. And that was just not a good movie. I, I rewatched it on Disney Plus, and I love Christian Bale's character. Yeah, f- uh, <laughs> for the you know, Crow three also, minutes of dialogue he had in the whole movie. Yeah. Russell Crowe was also very cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still, I'm not gonna say maybe it's because I love Taika Waititi so much. I'm not gonna say it was a bad movie, but right. you know, there are there's definitely better Marvel movies for yeah. sure. Yeah, like Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, hopefully that means they're taking some time to regroup and come out with with that much better. Like you know, you look at Sonic the Hedgehog movie, right? Oh, where they listened and they where they actually listened to the fans of it, and they're like, "Dude, what the fuck is this monster that you're <laughs> you're presenting us with?" And they they went back and made it, and that movie turned out great. That was an awesome movie. Yeah, you know, I was shocked. I was like, you know. I was like, I, he looks great. Now that they listened, they made him look yeah. like the original Sonic. I was like, but. You know, having Sonic look like Sonic is not going to fix a movie that's not great. But it was Absolutely. entertaining. It was entertaining. Right, which which uh, which would have been such a bummer if no one saw it because it looked like shit. Yeah. And it was actually a decent movie, you know. So it's good It's good to listen to the fans to a certain extent. So hopefully that's what Marvel's doing. They're doing a little regroup and coming back. Did you watch uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? I didn't, actually. You no. should watch it. Okay, I'm not going to say anything. Watch it because... I was, I was a big Rescue Rangers fan back in the day. Especially, um, oh, I guess... I was thinking of the rescuers. Rescue. <laughs> I was a fan of Rescue Rangers too, but remember the rescuers when they went down under. Yes. L- little kid's name was Cody, so I was I was super into that. So um, no, this the one I'm, the one we're talking about is Chip Monterey and Jack. Yeah, Monterey Jack. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out because I did see it on the Disney Plus. I just never watched it. Also, the Hocus Pocus two. Haven't watched. I haven't that seen yet, it yet. I but. promised a friend. Uh, I'd watch it with her, so... Yeah, I've heard good things, but... I mean, I wasn't super into the first one. It was fine, but... that Loved it. How, how, kid, I've loved never it. been a big Halloween guy. Like, at all? No. Really? No. Why? I just don't... I don't know. I don't... It's. I don't give a shit about it that much. <laughs> Halloween's awesome. You get to dress up and you get candy. I don't like... watch horror movies. I don't like dressing up. I'm not a huge fan of horror movies. Candy's great, but, you know... I can just, I'm an adult. I could just go buy candy. You're probably one of those weird guys that likes candy corn, huh? You fucking psychopath. I don't like candy corn, but I don't hate it as much as everyone says. Circus, like, like if, if there's a bowl of it, I'll eat some of it. Circus Cir- peanuts, I'll eat like two of those. You're a fucking freak. I yeah. <laughs> I'll just eat them if they're there. I'll be like, do I hate these? 
nah, I don't like that. I'm trying to think of anything else you might like. You might the best, like. hands down, is Reese's though. Oh, Reese's are good. I mean, like, and I'm talking, I'm talking those single cups, yeah. not not the pumpkins, because the ratio of chocolate to peanut butter gets off in the pumpkins and the, any of the weird shaped ones. Easter eggs, Christmas trees. I don't give a shit. I don't want that. I just want single, individually wrapped cups, not the minis. Those are great, but the regular size cups in single package somehow. Those always taste better than even the dual pack Reese's. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird how we have that kind of stuff in our heads? You know, I, I've had people recently telling me that the um, the Halloween Oreos taste better than the regular Oreos, and they taste the same to me. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, the ones with just the orange food coloring. Yeah, in. yeah. I was like, they're the same. I was like, no, they told these are better. Like, uh, they're the same. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I think I think that's them. really a mental thing. The Reese's thing is real. <laughs> <laughs> that I can understand because ratio to chocolate to yeah. peanut butter, I get. But adding You don't have them dye. bumping up against each other and stuff in the package. You know, it's nice and unjostled. Yeah. I like it. Adding slightly orange dye to the cream, I can't imagine that making such a big difference. Not exactly. Yeah, get out of here. But, uh, yeah. Ho- well, hopefully uh, you guys have a good Halloween. This is not going to come out no. right before Halloween, but a week or so ahead. So hopefully you guys are coming up with some cool Halloween plans. And watching Werewolf by Night, I'd say that's a good Halloween movie to watch. Yeah. You know, or ha- sure. Halloween show. Throw that on with some friends. It's only an hour long, so you don't have to commit to a whole movie. And, uh, you know, it's got those creepy universal monster feel to it. So. It has to be a show. It has to be a show. I hope so. I mean, but who knows? I, I don't I don't know that it is, but we'll find out. We can yeah. Google that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we, we got computers. What yeah, exactly. Well, anyway. While Christian does that, we're going to take a quick little break, and when we get back... We're going to be talking about Magic the Gathering, our newest nerdy addiction. And we're going to be cracking some booster packs, baby. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. So uh, what did you find out about Werewolf by Night, Christian? Just, I don't want to talk about it. Just a single episode. One fucking episode. That's so stupid, man. Yeah. I do like, like, even though I would love to see more of Werewolf by Night, and it's not to say we won't, right? Depending on how many people view it, maybe they'll do more, right? They set up enough and they'll do more. But um, I do like that they, they might try like a one-off special like that. I don't mind that. I mean, I guess... 
It's just the, I feel like also I fixed Christian's microphone. So yeah, for sure. You're welcome, everybody. Now you can hear him. <laughs> I just I feel like Marvel has been wasting such great actors, man. Like yeah. uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. He's like he's good, and the chick is good too, the British lady. Yeah, like like her name, but she's been in like Mads Mikkelsen and him. Like they just they get these great actors for like one time, and then that Christian Bale, and it's like now we don't. Get yeah. to see them again. I just hope with the multiverses, like, just bring them back. I don't give a shit that if they're like, oh, he just looks the same, but it's a different character. Like, right. just bring back these actors. Hell yeah. But enough of Marvel talk. It's time to talk about Wizards of the Coast. And more importantly, Magic the Motherfucking Gathering. <laughs> uh, so in our previous episode, uh, I mentioned that I, on a whim, decided to try to fill that gap of nerdy knowledge that I have where like I really didn't know much about Magic the Gathering at all. I knew I knew the Black Lotus was a big deal because uh, we'd had people on the show talking about it. But I've never played the game and um, didn't know much about it, like how to get into it. And, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands being currently unemployed. <laughs> so I was like, what's a, you know, maybe I should sit down and learn how to play this game. And so I did. I mean... Like, obviously, I've just scratched the service being in it for a just about a week, um, but uh, or a little over a week, I guess I should say. Um, but I've learned a lot about it. I'm really into it. Um, I think it's really cool, and I've kind of learned some things, so I figured uh, we could take this opportunity to kind of teach you guys, our listeners or viewers, about Magic the Gathering and kind of uh, how you can get into it if you just want to try it out. Um, and you know, uh, we're, of course we're going to crack some packs because, I, uh, me and Christian went to a hobby store today and, uh, we can't leave the store without some packs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Dude, I, I have not played this game since yeah. it came out in 1993. Yeah. So, so almost got to try to find those cards, Christian. There yeah, I know. Good ones I, I probably have some cards that are worth money. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, so magic, the gathering is a trading card game came out in 1993. Uh, now it's owned by Wizards of the Coast, which is the same one who does um, Dungeons and Dragons. So Wizards of the Coast actually bought Dungeons and Dragons. Right, right. Well, yeah, they all started off separate. I think uh, I think Hasbro actually owns both of them now. No, I think Wizards of the Coast. For, I always remember that it was always Wizards of the Coast, unless Hasbro bought them. And no, then I think just... ha- I think uh, I think Hasbro might own them. Doesn't matter. Um, anyway. Uh, so it's a trading card game, and it's um, traditionally it is a one-on-one, you know, versus two-player game essentially. Um, and you take on the role of these sorcerers, these planeswalkers, who um, battle each other by summoning different enchantments, creatures, um, other planeswalkers, spells, all sorts of stuff, and you're fighting each other. I just remember of. that they had names, and I don't remember their names, but I believe you're always playing that's, one of two wizards. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I mean, that's that could be definitely true, but now there's been so many people, intro- different planeswalkers introduced, you can kind of take on the role of anyone you want. Um, and ha-ha, I was right. It was always Wizards of the Coast. Now a subsidiary of Hasbro. Gotcha. Boop, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> we were both right, but I was mostly right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. You can have that one. <laughs> um, and so uh, you use these cards called mana, which are like, you know, think of them as spell ammo. It's magic that you can summon um, from your deck, and you tap the mana to cast certain spells. So every spell has a different cost, and um, by... Uh, tapping the mana cost for it you can summon it onto the battlefield and use its effects 
Um, so, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to it than that, but that's kind of the brief overview of I'm, it. I'm really wondering, like, how much has changed since I played. At least when I was playing tapping, you just turn the cards and yep. you know that those they, were in use. Those are used for that turn. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that mechanic is still the same. And I will say, um, if you're interested in learning how to play Magic, by far the best resource out there is called Magic the Gathering Arena, which is a game available both on your smartphone for free or on the computer for free, too, through the uh, Epic Games um, gaming client. Um, and in that game, you can start up, again, for free. Of course, it has microtransactions. You can spend a bunch of money, buy digital packs inside the game to play. But it, it has a tutorial section that teaches you how to play, lets you play against the computer, and it's how I learned and how um, you know several friends of mine have learned how to play. So if you're looking for an easy way of getting in without buying anything check that out it's called magic the gathering arena it's very easy to find on um on the internet but if you want to play on in person with your buddies or at a local game store you got to kind of figure out what style of magic you want to play so when you played in 1993 you were playing standard magic there was only there's one, one set there was right? one set and so that would be a deck of 60 cards um, where you can't have more than four of one card in your deck, aside from mana. Mana, you can have as many as you want. Um, and then you, you're battling each other until you whittle down 20 life off of the other player. Yes. Um, now, uh, that is, you can still play standard, but to play a competitive standard deck, like if you're trying to go to a tournament, you're going to have to drop at least three or $400 on it now, is what the guy at the game store told me, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, so I don't recommend doing that. Um, but there is a new format um, called Commander, which is what I've kind of delved into, which is a 100-card deck. And in this deck, you can't have duplicates other than mana. You can have duplicates of mana because you need, you need it to use your powers and stuff. But as far as the actual sorceries and stuff, you cannot have more of one of a kind of everything. So it's a little bit harder to build that full deck. Um, and then what's cool about though is you, it can be up to four or five players. Traditionally, I think it's four is what's recommended. Um, but um, it's four player multiplayer, and um, you're battling you know three other people at a time, and you can kind of like team up for a little bit to work on one guy, and then betray each other, stab each other in the back, and and uh, and then it's out of forty life instead of twenty. So it's it so dangerous, man. I could totally imagine friendships ending like that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, and so Commander Deck, I actually, this is how far I've gotten into it. I actually bought myself a deck box, um, which is a really cool deck box if you guys do get into it. It's called Game Genic, um, and it's like magnetized, and then you can pull out your deck like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got all my double-sleeved cards. You know cards. what's so crazy? is like, God, I'm going to sound fucking old. But like when Magic the Gathering came out, if Cody would have came to school with that, automatic ass beaten by the other kids growing up like for sure like me and my friends we definitely be like that is fucking cool let me see it but we definitely would have got our ass handed to us right after hell yeah fucking nerds today man have it so easy i know <laughs> i know you don't know you don't fucking know hey man i was a nerd in middle school too i just wasn't a magic nerd <laughs> but i'm just saying like today's Kids, like, you know, like, you can be into Marvel, you can be into Spider-Man, you can be into yeah. Magic the Gathering. And now it's, like, cool. And now it's, like, cool, but not, nah, man. Yeah, back in the day, it was it was a little rougher. <laughs> All 
I was just friends with everyone, so you know, even the jocks were like, "Oh, that's cool. That Cody kid's a nerd, but he's all right. He's all right. Yeah, <laughs> we won't beat his ass, but his friends for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this is a commander deck, and this is a very special one. Um, is a Warhammer forty thousand deck, specifically the Chaos deck, um, which is cool because it's it's themed after Warhammer forty k. Which, if you listen to this podcast. You know, I, I love me some Warhammer. Which I almost I almost bought the commander deck of that. Yeah. But I felt like kind of a fucking poser because I don't play Warhammer. Right. I don't know any of the fucking, like, characters. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy and get it and not know anything about it. Which is why I went with the Dungeons & Dragons uh, Boulder's Gate. Hell so, yeah. Although they didn't have the commander one, but they did have the, uh, the booster pack. So I bought a few of those. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, the easiest way to kind of get into playing Dungeons and Dragons Commander is to buy a pre-made deck like this here, um, which gives you uh, a commander. That's your your main your main captain of your forces. Which this one comes with two. One is Abaddon the Despoiler. This is kind of a display card they give you. I was gonna say, how thick, come you don't have one. that in like a little? I do. There's a, there's an, there's an actual one of him. He's just buried in here somewhere, which I didn't. I should have left him out, but. Um, but they give you like two two commander choices, which has to be a le- legendary creature. And this guy, like, you can pull him out and summon him by paying his mana cost. Um, but when he dies, he goes back to what's called the command zone. So he doesn't really die. You can just summon him back, but it costs like two extra mana every time you do it. So if he keeps getting killed, eventually he's going to be very expensive to bring out. Um, and then um, the cool part about a pre-made deck is they're pretty much formulated oops, by experts to... Um, to work together in like a certain cohesion, but you can also build your own deck by buying booster packs, which is what we have here today. Um, now there's a couple different kinds of booster packs. If you're going into a store, the set boosters are ones that have like that generally have the chance of having the rarer cards in them. And every card in there for the most part is a sorcery, an artifact, a planeswalker. It's, it's some sort of useful card. Um, there's not going to be a lot of mana and stuff in these ones, um, which if you're just trying to supplement into your commander deck that you already bought, these are kind of the ones you want to go for. They have other boosters called draft boosters. Um, and what a draft is, is if Christian and I were doing a draft and say we had like three other guys or four other guys with us, we would all buy like three packs of draft booster packs and then we would um, <laughs> crack into it right now. I can't help myself. Can't help it. Uh, and then I, we would all open our first pack. I'd shuffle out the 15 cards that are in there. I would take one that I want out, and then I'd pass those 14 to Christian. He would look through them, and he would take his 14 and pass them to the next guy. He would look through them, take one out, pass it over. And then we continue around the circle until that whole pack's first pack's gone. And then, then at the end, all- someone jerks the other one off. Exactly. Circle jerk. <laughs> and then, then we all uh, grab our second pack and repeat the process until there are no cards left, and then we take that deck that we've formulated and play against each other. You know, I've seen there's tournaments like that, right? Yeah. Where, and draft events. It's cool. frowned upon for you to take like an expensive card that you don't need, but people do it. No, like, yeah. And, because you get to keep it, so you can either be that guy that's going to take this expensive card that may not be helpful to the deck, but you're not playing in the spirit of the game. Uh, I mean, everything I've watched and read about it, that's not frowned upon. That's actually tactical. No, like, you could take, like, a card that's, like, worth, like, I don't know, 100 bucks, but it may not work with, like, the deck yeah. you're setting up. And Absolutely. it's just, like, you're just 
but you yeah. don't want the net guy behind you to. That's to true it. too. Um, so there's also theme decks as we kind of mentioned. We have Warhammer 40k. Christian got Dungeons and Dragons. I have I got one Dungeons and Dragons one, one Kamigawa one Neon Dynasty, which is like a cyberpunk Japanese type one. Um, so you can really find one that fits kind of your your you know uh, aesthetic that you want. So yeah, let's crack some packs open, Christian. Uh, you're doing that one. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. I couldn't help myself. Uh, I'll crack open one of my uh, mana. My Dungeons and Dragon one. These Creature. are from the Battle for Baldur's Gate uh, Commander Legends ones. Artifact. Creature. We got to read some some names. Off. All right. So Sky Diamond mana. Not sure. It looks like it's water. I guess I don't know. It's interesting. So Sky Diamond enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, and then you tap it to get one water mana. Mahadi Emporium Master, legendary creature. Ooh. Cat devil. Ooh, a cat devil, you say. <laughs> At the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each creature that died this turn. I don't even know what that means. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, treasure tokens, I think those might be specific for these ones. You can, like, burn them to to draw a card, I think. Ooh, Young Blue Dragon. Mm. Sorcery Adventure. Scry one, draw a card, then exile this card. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you may cast a creature later from exile. Uh, flying, ooh. Three mm. for three, not that strong, but it is a baby dragon. I just want to have a different... It's another different another okay mana. got a swamp which is just one of the types of mana types i got og the Ex exquisite blade which is a legendary creature a human monk when og the exquisite enters the battlefield you gain two life and scry two scry means you get to look at the top two cards of your draw deck and if you don't like them you can move them to the bottom of your deck whenever you cast your second spell each turn uh exile up to one creature you control and return it to the battlefield under its owner's control Oh, I love this card. Run away together. Instant. Choose two target creatures controlled by different players. Return those creatures to their owner's hands. Hell yeah. That's a good <laughs> one. And one thing too, uh, Christian, if you look at the little symbol here, the the black ones are common cards, right? So those are your standard ones. Silver is rare. And then there's gold, which is, you know. Uh, which so far is, you don't have. Is really good. <laughs> And then red is legendary. I think it is. I could have I could have that slightly wrong. I I know that gold and red are the two, or like gold and orange. So here's here's a legendary creature that's a gold one for me. John Irenicus, shattered one, a legendary creature, an elf wizard. At the beginning of your end step, uh, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Uh, put two plus plus one plus one, which is like power and defense counters on it and tap it it's goaded for the rest of the game and gains that this creature can't be sacrificed um and it, when, when a target when a creature is goaded it means it attacks each combat if available and attacks a player other than you if able so that's pretty cool young red dragon flying young red dragon can't block i didn't know they can block that's interesting oh yeah yeah blocking is so if i was to attack you and i have this four four guy um if you could block me with this, 
Um, oh, and you would do it, two damage. Your defense would, or I'm sorry, your your three would do three damage to me. But and you would die because you only have two health and I have four yeah, damage. Yeah, yeah. But you would block me from actually it's attacking all you. All coming back to me now. So here's a legendary creature, Nine Fingers Keen, a human rogue. He's got menace and ward, pay nine life. Whenever Nine Fingers deals damage to a player, look at the top nine cards of your library. You may put a gate card from among them onto the battlefield. If you control nine or more gates, put the rest into your hand. Otherwise, put the rest on the bottom of your library in random order. I got a couple uh, Ooh, here's a, here's a, legendary creatures in here's here. Here's a legendary artifact. Um, Vexing Puzzle Box. Whenever you roll one or more dice, put a number of charges counters on Vexing Puzzle Box equal to the results. Then you can tap the card to add one mana of any color. Roll a d20. Um, re- remove 100 charge counters from Vexing Puzzle Box. Search your library for an artifact um, card. Put the card onto the battlefield, then shuffle. That's kind of cool. And I got this Reckless Dragon Barbarian, too. little shiny hollow card. Sacrifice him. Gives you two red mana. Otherwise, he's just a regular regular dude. So that's pretty cool. Got, nice. some, got some cool ones. Getting, getting golds or, or yes. reds in here? Yes, gold mold folk. Creature, <laughs> fungus warrior, lifelink, mold harvest. One Sacrifice another creature or an artifact. Put a one plus one counter on uh, mold folk. Nice. So that's cool. Let's let's take a look at him. Mold folk. Oh, he looks gross. I love it. And I got another legendary creature, God. Balal, Lord of Murder. As long as your life total is less than or a half or equal to wait, wait, wait. As long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, Balal Lord of Lord of Murder has has indestructible. Huh. Mm-hmm. Whenever another non token creature you control dies, put a one plus one counter on the target creature and goad it that sounds cool i need to yeah yeah that looks like a cool one ball what a murder i'm i'm opening my um my kamigawa one which these ones are supposed to be like cyberpunk type um japanese cards which is which is awesome um i think it's cool anyway so let me put the little art card away Oh, check this out, dude. Look look at the forest mana card. That's pretty cool. I wish all my mana cards looked like that. That's awesome. I'll put this up. Again, On if you're listening to this on um, pod, on Spotify or something, Apple Podcasts, you can't see the pictures, but we will put them up on... Um, okay, I don't know why the, this one is not um, a higher ranking card, or maybe it is because sure. there's something silver at the bottom. Um, Elder Brain, Creature, Horror... Menace. Whenever Elder Brain attacks a player, exile all cards from that player's hand. Then they draw that many cards. You may play lands and cast spells from among the exiled cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may ex- you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Mm. That sounds fucking incredible. That does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Elder Brain. Well, it is a gold one. Yeah, gold's good. Yeah, it's got that little thing at the bottom. That's why I was like, wait, I don't know why that's not working. <laughs> Here's a, here's a uh, March of Reckless Joy, it's called, which is an instant, which means it takes effect instantly. As, a, um, as an additional cost to cast a spell, you may exile any number of red cards from your hand. The spell costs two less mana uh, to cast for each card exiled this way. Um, exile the top 
X number of cards from your library, um, you may play up to uh, two of those cards until the end of your turn. So you can kind of choose how much it costs, which is kind of cool. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Tameshi Reality Architect, a legendary moonfolk wizard. The arts on this one is so cool. Human Samurai, Jukai Trainee. That's pretty cool, man. I, I like the aesthetic of these um, of these Kamigawa ones. Here, I'll give you one to open. Yeah, I'm down. Let's burn, <laughs> these are out. Let's burn, burn through these things. Yeah, Christian spent a little bit more money than I did on, <laughs> on the Magic cards. I bought a bunch of mini stuff, which is which is fun. Ooh, that's a cool looking guy. That guy looks kind of like uh, looks kind of like a, a Doomsday, right? We're we're gonna we're gonna fish for legendaries and and mythics, Christian. Oh, here's a legendary, Raphael, the fiendish savior, devil noble. Ooh, this is a cool looking boy. Here's cultist of the absolute, legendary enchantment background. Looks like oh yeah, commander creatures you you own get plus three plus three and have flying death touch, ward. Ooh, look at this one, human wizard. Dinah Hare, evoker adept, legendary human wizard. Got haste, which means she can attack immediately. Pegasus guardian. Wizard retort. Very cool. Very I don't cool. think I got anything good on this one. <laughs> no? Hmm. How are you separating them out by type or? Yeah, damn it! I got another stupid Lulu the elephant thingy. That's not bad. Let's let's look at Lulu, Lulu the holophant. It's a flying creature, so that's not bad. That means it can't be blocked by any non-flying creature. At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on each tapped creature. This is actually a good card, bro. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. I got two of them. Yeah. I think it's because they didn't like the drawing. Yeah, the drawing does look a little stupid. Legendary enchantment. Commander creature you own oh, yeah. have base power and toughness 10 by 10 and are giants in addition to other types. Fuck yeah. That sounds good. That sounds like a good boy. Cost six mana. That's an expensive one. So that's one thing that's kind of cool about these cards is like you'll get really powerful cards like that, which... Um, take a lot of mana to to cast but the longer you play the game like the, the longer the round goes the more mana you'll build up so eventually you'll be able to play that big expensive one but you also got to have like um cheaper ones that you can play early on in the game so you're not just sitting there with no blockers up to this looks like uh, the game one of the creatures you would have made by when we played the game with the guys from um oh my god um Oh, Dice Legends. Dice Legends. Yeah, Saproling. Yeah, token creature. Oh, so this is a token. So, so sometimes people in here will will summon. It'll say, like, you summon, once you take damage, you summon so-and-so, however many tokens. So that's what this guy is. Which, you know, it's like it's like a, it's like a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a rank-and-file guy. All right. Got a couple minutes left here. Christian, let's... Let's burn through these ones. Let's look for for expensive boys. And then we're, then we're gonna sell all these back to the game store for <laughs> and make our money back. Land gate creature gnome druid. Oh, we got a Pegasus. Nice. So these are those gate ones I was talking about. Here's a human soldier commando commander 
Oh, look, you got two of these ones right in a row. Right in a row. It's kind of cool. Commander Liara Porter. Porter. Whenever you attack spells you cast from exile, this turn costs X less to cast, where X is the number of players being attacked. Exile the top X cards of your library. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, two of those. Inspiring Leader. It's always a classic one. Um, Dwarf Cleric. Ooh, look at the art on that one. It's got his mace and stuff. Shadowheart Judicar. That's pretty cool. Hey, Guiding Bolt. It's a classic spell. Oh, nice. And then I think, and then Alabaster Dragon. This is like old school. Can you even use these ones? Because <laughs> this is like a 1997 card. It says. Here you go. I got a gold one. John Arenicus Shattered One, legendary <laughs> creature, elf wizard. At the beginning of your end step, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Put two one plus one counters on it. Uh, and tap it. It's goaded for the rest of the game, and and it gains this creature can't be sacrificed. Huh. There you go. Cool. Candlekeep Sage, uh, Circle of Land Druid. So these are all these are all Dungeons and Dragons themed ones, which is pretty cool. Um, and and there there are there are um, like I said, the Warhammer ones are out currently, at least just in the Commander, as far as I know. But um, there have been all, all sorts of ones. And that's what's cool about it is the idea of the Magic the Gathering is you're kind of this planeswalker who travels to different planes, you know, finding monsters and creatures and sorceries. Ooh, look at that mushroom guy. <laughs> oh, so cool. Oh, look at this. This actually gives you a 5e stat block. Oh, that's kind of cool. My Condit Adult. Medium plant, challenge level 1 half, armor class 12, hit points 22. It's got uh, Distress Spores, Fist, Pacify Spores, Report Spores. I guess you have to look those up because they're not on here. Strength 10, Dex 10, Con 12, Int 12. Cool. That's kind of cool. Here's a Holographic Planes thing, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, Marching Duodrone, Prophetic Prism, Wayfarer's Bobble. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. That's, so Wayfarer's Bobble is another card from Normal Magic. Nice. But they just reprint to have a more Dungeons and Dragons feel to it, which is kind of cool. Um, ooh, Jade of Orb, Dragonkind. Lapis Orb of Dragonkind. No, I think. Gloomstalker. Sharpshooter Elf. Ooh, Dragon Shaman. Veteran Soldier. Elf Druid. Hulsen, Emerald Arch Druid. Oh, what a badass. Creature, Human Wizard. Wizards of Thay. Manor Gate. Then look, a rabbit. A to token creature rabbit. Whoa. Packed weapon. Ooh, okay. So that's a that's a uh, warlock. Artifact. Oops. Equipment. As long as pack weapon is attached to your creature, you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. Whoa. <laughs> Whenever equipped creature attacks, draw a card and reveal it. The creature gets plus X plus X until the end of the turn. You lose X life whenever X is the card's mana value. Oh, that's a mythic one, too. That's the, one of the orange ones. Those are the best ones. That's crazy. That is really cool. Wow. So you, the idea would, would be to, like... So, like, if you're playing Commander, the one we were talking about, you can put that on your Commander, and then you can't lose it as long as you have him out kind of thing. Huh. So cool. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this little uh, indulgence as we... <laughs> 
open all these decks of cards. Um, it magic's really it may seem daunting to kind of jump into it um, from the get go, but um, you know there's some great videos out there, and we hope that this kind of led you into it. Like I said, I think the best way to get started is to buy a pre-made commander deck. And then go into your friendly local game store, um, like Heretic Games in San Bruno, which is where we got all these cards, um, and uh, find out when their magic night is and go in and talk to some people who play magic and can kind of show you the ropes. But again, a good way to learn is that Magic uh, the Gathering Arena on uh, either iOS, Android, or Epic Games. Um, it's a good way to learn, walks you through everything, and uh, teaches you all, all the rules of it. And then you can start playing. So... Let us know uh, down in the comments. Uh, have Do you play Magic? Are you a big fan? Or are you thinking about getting into it? Or does that not appeal to you at all? Because I'll tell you what, the whole loot box thing really gets me going. I'm like, <laughs> I love opening packs. <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys down in the comments. Sorry, I'm a little quiet because I'm like intrigued. I'm just trying to separate them and shit. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Made, made for some great podcasting. <laughs> Hope you guys, audio listeners, enjoyed us shuffling around. Again, on YouTube, hopefully we, we put up all these cards and stuff. So um, hope you guys enjoyed that. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think of Magic the Gathering. Are you interested in playing? Have you uh, played before? Are you looking to jump back into it? Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. While you're down there, like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. And um, you know, check out patreon.com slash friends. Help fund us. Maybe uh, if we get a couple more patrons, We'll uh, do a, a draft magic battle between the two of us. <laughs> we'll, we'll buy some packs, open them, create a deck, and start playing, which is another fun format of magic. So um, let us know what you think, guys. Thank you for uh, listening every week. Christian, thanks for uh, jumping back into magic. Oh, you? yeah. I'm excited about playing, man. Hell yeah. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now